Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com slash governance. IBM. Let's create. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to 100 Words or Less with Ray Harkins. And uh, I want to clarify something. Uh, people, I've noticed some comments on the uh, punk news uh, news posts that people are like, hey, this show isn't 100 words or less. Try like 1,000 words or less. I get it. It's a joke. This is meant to be a joke. Um, I know, obviously, people take things very literally. Um, so if any of you were angry at the false advertisement of the 100 words or less, then I sincerely apologize. But, you know, it's a common saying. 100 words or less, like, you know, you hear it in school, write an essay, all that type of stuff. So anyways, had to get that off my chest immediately because, you know, you see stuff online. And of course, out of every positive thing that you read or hear, you always have to focus on the negative, of course, right? Anyways, I'm no different. And me, I am your host, Ray Harkins. And uh, we're talking about episode number 13 here. And uh, the guests that we have, we slash I, I needed to learn how to stop getting those two things confused. Because I say we is like this massive entity. I have like 30 people working for me on this podcast. And that's not true. It's just me. And then obviously the cool people that decide to come on and help. But anyways, the guest we have this week is Jamie Morgan from the band Code Orange Kids. More about him in a moment, but first and foremost, 
100 Words or Less is part of the Punk News Podcast Network. Uh, they got a bunch of other cool shows. Um, something that everyone should probably be interested in checking out is the actual Punk News Podcast, where they dissect all of the week's past news. Um, and then, yeah, you can find out more information at punknews.org. And um, rate the show. I've noticed a few of you have uh, been so kind as to leave reviews on iTunes, and I honestly really do appreciate that. Um, And then even if you don't want to leave a review, just at least click on how many stars you give the the show, because the more we get of those, the higher ranked we get, the more iTunes love that might officially be thrown our direction. But um, the show is kind of picking up some steam, and I'm really excited that a lot of you are downloading it. So thank you. I appreciate it. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at 100, at 100 words podcast. You can find us on Facebook, just search 100 words, the podcast, and then you can email the show a hundred words podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, I would love to hear from you. So yeah, all the business out of the way. Here's some random stuff that I personally have experienced recently that I would like to discuss with you fine folks. One of them being the, uh, I was recently able to go to a few of the farewell shows for the band Thrice. Um, Riley, the, uh, one of the first guests on 100 Words or Less, and also one of the first guests on any podcast I've ever done in general. Um, so his band was playing some final shows here in the, Southern California area. And, uh, it was very interesting because, you know, been involved with this type of music since I was, you know, 15 years old and then watching people grow up within this scene and then watching bands kind of, you know, strike it larger than what this scene obviously is. Um, and thrice was definitely one of them, you know, they're on a major label and it was crazy to be walking alongside them in their journey, um, and see how those dudes really, you know, haven't changed throughout the course of their career as far as individuals, you know, they've grown, um, but they haven't changed their perspective on what they wanted to get out of music. Um, but, and I know a lot of people have been talking about Dustin's, uh, comments about, you know, why he's not doing or not interested in pursuing the band anymore at this juncture in his life. And he wants to concentrate on worship music. I'm not going to talk about that because you can find out about that anywhere online. Um, and there's been some interesting dialogue <clears throat> with people like Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem and some other stuff. So, but I'm just going to speak on the experience of watching a band that has such a huge catalog play some shows. Um, and their final, final show, they played like 33 songs. It was like three hours and that's unbelievable. So for any band to be able to go through as much as they have and still maintain relevance within the independent music community, it's unbelievable. It's like not very many bands have the ability to kind of capture people's attention and let them ride through all of the musical changes that a band like thrice has gone under and all the experimentation that they've done. And yeah, it's just impressive. And it obviously speaks to the fact that people love music for music's sake. And, you know, once they trust a band, then they'll kind of follow them through whatever. So, and also I had the awesome opportunity to uh, sing a little bit with, the dudes on that song to awake and avenge the dead, uh, which is on one of their earlier records. And when my old band taken and those guys and thrice were playing together, they'd always asked me to do that part. And so it was nice to kind of take a walk down memory lane with those guys. So 
kudos to Thrice. And um, yeah, it was awesome to watch them go out on such a high note. And then um, a random recommendation for you, uh, fine folk of the podcast world. There is another podcast I listen to, non-musical related, but entertainment industry type stuff. Um, but more importantly, they, uh, the host of the show, well, not, not the host, but the center of the show speaks, you know, a lot about his wisdom over the years and life and, you know, how you navigate the crazy things that we experience. But, um, so there's this dude named Steven Tobolowski, which most of you probably are like, who's that? That name doesn't even sound familiar. Uh, he's like a character actor. You've seen him in Memento, Groundhog's Day, and he's just been in a shitload of stuff. He's been one of those dudes that's always been working in Hollywood. Um, so he does a podcast, and it's called The Tobolowski Files. Uh, don't ask me to spell it because I will butcher it, so just search for it online. You'll be able to find it pretty easily. Um, but it's awesome because, uh, I mean, he's there at about like 56 or 57 episodes now. And um, it's really poignant and sometimes emotional, really funny, uh, but above all entertaining. So uh, for those of you who like storytelling, because basically it's just one dude talking into a mic, um, no interviews or anything like that. He just weaves these really intricate and funny stories about his life. Um, so yeah, I think people that enjoy this show and kind of like the you know, peek behind the curtain as far as like what makes people tick, um, would totally love this. And I know I've been obsessed with it ever since I discovered it about a year and a half ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's tons of tons of content. So, you know, like I said, 56 or 57 episodes, that's like 56 or 57 hours worth of stuff. So, uh, get listening. And, uh, if you enjoy it, let me know. And if you want me to stop recommending things to you, then let me know that as well. But anyways, so the guest this week, Jamie Morgan from Code Orange Kids. Uh, some of you might be like, who the hell is this band and why is, do they have a ridiculous name? But anyways, Code Orange Kids, they're uh, on the up and up. They're a band that just uh, signed to Death Wish after releasing their first 7-inch on Mayfly Records, which is a very credible and uh, credible hardcore label. Um, they've done a few U.S. tours, and uh, they're definitely on the tip of everybody's tongue. And obviously, the hardcore world definitely runs in very quick cycles. So what a band that may be cool for six months may be completely irrelevant in another six if they, you know, don't do the right comp or whatever the case may be. But, um, something struck me about these dudes and, uh, more importantly, um, kind of how young they were. Um, cause that's what everyone talks about. But, um, you know, Jamie's 19 years old and we discussed that within the podcast, I mean, there's, you know, he's 19, I'm 31. That's, you know, a huge difference age wise, but, um, you know, we've had similar experiences and have similar music tastes. And so I just wanted to get, uh, you know, a younger person on the show and podcast and, uh, kind of get their perspective, um, on, you know, what it's like to be in a band and kind of navigate all these crazy waters that, uh, sometimes bands that are young, um, aren't really well versed on swimming. So, I had a really fun conversation and I was uh, really appreciative of him already being aware of the podcast that we've done in the past and um, yeah, just wanting to be a part of the show. So I called him up one uh, afternoon after a few scheduling conflicts messed up our first few uh, talks, but um, yeah, this is what ensued. So hope you enjoy.
I was actually thinking, uh, well, there's two things. There's one, you are, how old are you currently? I just turned 19. Yeah, you were hands down the youngest guest that I've ever had, which is awesome. I'm, I'm, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, which that's I'm, awesome. Which I'm, I, I'm glad to say, because, you know, sometimes it's like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to have this show exist with, like, walking down memory lane with people who have been in hardcore for like, you know, 10 plus years. It's like, it's nice to have, yeah. it's nice to it's have. It's cool. I, I enjoy listening to that stuff, but I don't have any of that kind of knowledge. Yeah, no, but I mean, but it, it, it's cool because it's like, obviously these are two different kind of generations within hardcore, so to speak. Um, yeah. And so it's cool because it's like, I like, I, I, I want to have that vibe, but then at the same time, you know, sometimes, people in younger bands don't have uh, don't seem to have a frame of reference like where it's like yeah. it, not only the way that you know you seem as a person but the way that obviously your band sounds it's like you know there's stuff that's happening beyond just like what's the flavor of the moment you know yeah absolutely yeah <sighs> but um yeah so congratulations about being the youngest guest <laughs> Yeah, I love it. That's awesome. Uh, Being the youngest anything is fucking awesome. That is true. That is true. Yeah, you could be like the uh, you know five year old uh, guitar player that knows how to. No, it well, it has to be. It has to be cool. <laughs> I can't just some YouTube shit. Yeah, it can't be some YouTube shit. Um, yeah. I usually like to start things off where I'm just. Uh, usually my first experience with the band and please forgive me if you hear a child crying in the background. My kiddo is, I'm not watching it. My wife is, but yeah. So, uh, don't, don't be alarmed if you're like, yo, Ray, do you need to attend to something in the background? <laughs> Are you killing a child <laughs> as, you, as you talk? <laughs> yes, exactly. That's, that's usually how I warm things up. Um, <laughs> But yeah, usually I like to start things off with like my own personal experience with the band and, you know, how, kind of how I discovered, um, you know, you guys in general. Um, cause I, I remember where basically Chris from No Sleep, who I know you're friends with and obviously are working with yeah. him professionally now. Um, yeah. the, uh, yeah, he, he just showed, he showed you guys to me and, you know, I listened to it. I just listened to the seven inch and it was, uh, it was strange for me cause it was like, even though I still view myself as very involved within hardcore, you know, there's obviously bands that you just don't hear about until a, yeah. la a later date. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you, the seven inch had been out for a while and Chris showed it to me and I was like, yeah, this is cool. But like, I just didn't, I didn't get it really. I didn't get where it was coming from. I just, you know, I had no frame of reference besides looking at, you know, listening to it on Bandcamp, which is, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. <laughs> But then uh, when I went to see you guys play at that uh, Aladdin Junior show in Pomona, um, like it, yeah. kind of, it kind of all just came together for me where it was like, oh, like I see what they're going for. And I see kind of, you know, where they're coming from. And um, it, it, above all, it was it, it made me happy because obviously, you know, everyone always talks about your guys' age where it's just like these guys are infants playing hardcore. Um <laughs> And so in diapers and shit, it's like stuff like me. I have like lollipops and shit. I don't even know. By the way, you know that show we were that was like one of the most nervous shows we like had had the entire time because here's a little known secret. We thought like I we all this was before, like now Austin and Chris are like really good friends because we spent like a bunch of time together. Right. But I, we didn't know him at all. 
and we thought he was going to kill us. Right. Like, like I was like, he, he's going to kill us guys. Like, I mean, that's it. Like, let's, let's just back it up. It's over. Like, yeah. I guess like Xerxes came over. They're like, dude, Chris fucking hates you guys. Well, we didn't, they didn't worry like that, but then I like, really built it up. And I was just like, so worried about it. Cause we had like, cause we were like super idiots about how we like, handle like the label stuff because like we had never like known labels or anything like that at all like, ever so like we just were like super stupid about it and then like when he was there we were all just like so nervous and i was like gosh you gonna watch us or he's gonna like boycott it <laughs> and now we're like really close friends so it's fucking awesome but no yeah, i, was- <laughs> I, I told, yeah no i mean I, I, w- I was aware of that whole experience and it was funny like just kind of seeing it all play out to where it could- yeah i wanted to go over and say something but like then i saw you were over there and i knew you from the from the shit and then i was like oh god like i'm not fuck this i'm not doing this shit <laughs> and we just but we just bail i was like i'm not going up when he's got the crew <laughs> Yeah, no, no. At all. I'm not going to just be like, hey, motherfuckers. Like, I'm, we're here. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I didn't know what to do. I was just yeah. like, oh, man, I'm just not going to say anything. I was like, we're like pretty socially, like, I'm, I'm all right, but like, we're pretty socially weird. So, like, it was, it was just uncomfortable, man. Yeah. But no, no. It worked I, out. Uh, yeah, exactly. It worked out in the end because it's like, I think above all, like with, you know, this is actually a question I was going to ask you later, but we can obviously dive into it right now where it's like, you seem, you seem to be like the sort of quote unquote default business guy in the band. Am I right in that? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do my best to to be that. Right. Exactly. You're you're the person that responds to emails and, you know, talks. Yeah. All all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do book shows for the band too? Yeah. I do all that too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like, you know, I mean, what struck me about once I started to, you know, after I did listen to that seven inch and, you know, kind of heard more besides, you know, Chris being interested in signing you guys for no sleep and then kind of hearing the other things where it's like, you know, rise records is interested and, you know, death wish is talking. It's like, once you start to hear all of these other labels interested in something that, you know, I mean, realistically for all intent and purposes, like, you know, is a, is, is a pretty basic hardcore band. Like, you know, no, no, no slight against you guys, but Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. And so I just found it so interesting and then kind of seeing how, you know, all the business stuff was playing itself out with you guys. Like, you know, did that, did that all just kind of like take you by surprise and kind of be like, dude, well, you have no idea. Like we had like all happened in like two weeks. So like, like it's, I, I know it's like, it's not like in the real world. I don't know if it was be like a big deal or anything, but like to us, it was like a huge deal. Cause like death for death wish and like no sleep and like top shelf. And like we were talking to these realizes like, yo, I straight up have been like buying stuff from these labels and going to see these bands and buying these records and just like trying to be any kind of a part of anything for like so long. And like, I'd never known any of them. And then all of a sudden it was like, I know all of them and they're all calling me and like, I was just like, Oh God, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I was just like, it was, it was like really stressful. Cause like the only thing we'd ever like label wise had worked with, we worked with Bob over at Mayfly, but like he just sent me a message on Facebook. He was the only person who sent me a message on Facebook and he was just like, Hey, can I like put a seven inch on? We were like, yeah, that would be like awesome. Like we didn't even, we thought we were going to have to put it all on CD. Right. And then like, like, yeah. like fucking burn it. And then like, he was just like, so like, I don't know. Yeah. We like, I think eventually we like, I I did that, but like, I felt so bad with the whole situation. Cause like, I felt like mainly just with Chris, with other people, I like did it right. But like, I really, really love that label. And like, we respect it a lot. And like, 
Yeah. I just felt like I, like, it seemed like I was doing something that I really wasn't trying to do. Like, I wasn't trying to, like, be savvy and, like, play the, I was just like, I, I was like, oh, my God, I, like, I don't yeah. know what to do. And then, like, we just, it just happened. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even remember now. Well, no, no. I mean, I, 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 like, totally from an outsider's perspective, it's like, you know, it, when you're not used to dealing things, dealing with things like this, like that's, that's overwhelming, especially like you said, you know, these are labels that you've paid attention to forever. And then, um, you know, to add even weirder things to the mix, like, you know, like a label like rise records, who obviously is like yeah. trying to work with like every single genre of every single, um, yeah. sub genre. <laughs> that um, was so weird. That was like the weirdest, uh, like phone call I've ever had, but it was cool. Did you talk to, uh, was it Craig over at rise? No, I talked to uh, Matt. Matt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or um, Matt, yeah. He he's really not really nice guy. Like I really like him. And like everything they they were cool. It was just like so weird. I was like, we just got an email that was like from Rise Records. I was like, oh, this has to be some kind of like fucking like a mailing like list chain. Yeah, yeah, like mailing mailing list shit. I accidentally signed up for, and it was like, yo, and I was like, oh, it's a way to like trick me into opening it, you know? <laughs> and then I opened it, and it was like. It was like we're in shit. I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, I was like, "Why?" I just wanted to write why. Right, right. But I didn't. I asked him on the phone though. Yeah, I was like, "Why do you want to do this?" Like, and like, and he was just like explaining to me why. And it was really cool because like when I first picked up the phone, I was like, "No fucking way." But yeah. then like when we started talking to him, I was like, "I don't know. This seems pretty sick." I know what you're saying as far as. uh you know, not, not a matter of fact of selling out, but you just weren't comfortable taking that step right now because the band is still so young. You didn't want to be like, yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, like, dude, like I said, they were like, they were like unbelievable, but like, like really nice. It was just like, it, it mainly came down to all that shit came down to when death wish hit us up. It was like, it is what it is. Like where it's what we're doing. Cause it's like, that's, that's like to us that has been like, that label has been a mold for like, like 108 and fucking reissuing the cursed records and like yeah. converge and like all that stuff is like what got us out of listening to like rancid. Right. Like, you right. know what I mean? Like, and rancid is still awesome, but like, that's what moved the chain, like, and progressed us as like, like that way that label, like, I don't know. It just meant a whole lot to us. And like, started talking to him and like, you know, if we don't do this, like this is like, whoa, we're going to regret not doing. Right. Like, that like, was is, my instant feeling. Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's like the proverbial Trump card where it's just like, well, if everything else kind of, you know, happens. Like, we would make jokes like for our whole Like, and I, and now I kind of have a much bigger perspective on this, but as like, as like just like a kid or whatever, like we would like make jokes and, like be like oh man it's not like one of our guitar players quit one time mm. and he said his last thing he said was it's not like we're gonna get signed to death wish or anything <laughs> and then he quit and then that happened like five months later like it was like what the hell like and i know like it's it's not like that they live in this like fountain of gold and like you oh, know yeah. like it's but it's like it's still to us and still to me in my mind like those are a lot of those bands are like the bands that we looked up to, like especially back in the day. And still, of course, but like it's, it was just like, man, no brainer. Like we have to do this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We're sitting here. It's like June. And you're like, where has the time gone? And everybody's like, Oh my gosh, I have no idea. I got to like accomplish all these other things. Take a moment, focus on the things that obviously for one matter to you, but for two, 
look back, be like, what have I done well? What have I done not so well? And maybe I can, you know, ask some friends and family for some help. But where I have always gone to in regards to figuring out what I can do better, therapy. Therapy is an incredible tool at your arsenal that you can dip into. I've done it for my marriage. I've done it for myself personally. And I'm a huge advocate for what therapy can do for you because it is a third party that's able to look at what you can do to improve your life and be a person to help you along in your journey. And so I think if you were thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and entirely suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and then boom, you're done. It's great. And then if you're not vibing with the therapist, you can switch it at no additional cost. So take a moment, reflect on the things you've done, reflect on the things you want to do, and visit betterhelp.com slash Ray today to get 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash Ray. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Right. Like super, super surreal. Super surreal. Too surreal, man. It was, it was like, yeah, like, I don't know. There was, there was no other. Exactly. We would just, that was like what we wanted to do as like being in a band, you know? Yeah. yeah if, no. if it was possible. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so were you kind of backing up a little bit? Like, were you, cause you like, like you mentioned to me before, you're from uh, Pittsburgh, like born and raised there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I wasn't born there. Actually, I was born in Chicago. And then my parents had me when we were like, they were like my age, like now, like okay. 18. Sure. So they, uh, so we like moved a lot. We lived with my grandparents at one point, And then we lived, uh, in the suburbs of Chicago. We lived in Milwaukee for a little bit, but I moved to Pittsburgh when I was like 10 Okay. Uh, or maybe I was like nine Yeah. Some, sometime around then. So I've been here like my whole life. It's really all I remember. Right. But, this, yeah. This, this essentially was, you know, Pittsburgh is your formative years where you kind of, you know, you have the most absolutely. memories, obviously. Um, absolutely. So that that's crazy that your your parents obviously had you when you were your age. Like so they're obviously young parents and how does that Yeah. you know how to are, well for one are they still together? 
Yeah, they're still together. Which is awesome. It's that's awesome. A, that's, yeah, it's crazy. That's a hard they're thing. Real, yeah. Sorry. Right, no, it's, no, it's okay. I And I, pr- I presume you were a uh, quote-unquote uh, surprise or slash blessing. Yeah, I think I was definitely like a surprise type deal. Uh, well, my sister actually, they had uh, my sister before me. So, like, okay, my mom was like 19 when she had me, and they were like 18 when they had my sister. So I think I was less of a surprise than my sister. Right. But more of a surprise than like, you know. I don't know, like getting a gift or something. Right, right. No, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, uh, so yeah, then, uh, you know, as you were kind of, uh, you know, forming your memories in Pittsburgh and everything like that, um, you know, how, because, I mean, you, cause you, you graduated high school, like what, two years ago then? Yeah, no, last, uh, we graduated this time last year. Oh, okay, so a lot. Um, so, yeah, so not to you. Yeah, we we are supposed to be freshmen in college, and we were, but we quit. Right, right. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll get back to that in a moment. Um, yeah. The, uh, so kind of, you know, how was how was high school for you? Like, how was that, uh, you know, your your experience with that? And then kind of a second, second part to that would be like, you know, where did you get your, uh, I guess, intro to, you know, independent music, punk, hardcore, whatever you'd like to call it? I would say we kind of... Uh, high to start with the first yeah high school was fine i mean i don't know i've deal with like a lot of depression shit like that so mm-hmm. there was like times where that was really hard but you know overall i met all of them like literally everybody in my band was at my same high school oh that's so, cool yeah eric got uh i was in this other band when i was in middle school and i was like really thought like that was that was gonna be it like i was like this is this is what we're doing and it sounded like uh like the strokes or something like that, oh, and like, uh, dude, that's more ties that, and shit. It was dude, like, oh my god! And you were you were in middle school with that? Middle school, yeah, I'm like seventh grade, yeah. That's pretty mature. Then, that, that's pretty mature for that age. It kind of, it, I feel like now it was because we did like a The Vines cover. It was pretty cool. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. We were ties and like it was awesome. And I was like, this like this is this is the taste. Like I love it. And then like when I got in that band broke up when we were leaving middle school, so I was like heartbroken. And I hit up Reba, who's uh like the she plays in the band too she plays guitar now but she played bass at the time and i was like oh we gotta start this band and like the first thing i remember ever saying was like yo if you agree to this band as soon as we get out of high school like we're we're going on tour like we're not going to college we're not doing anything we're going on tour so we started what was the first incarnation and we called it the code orange kids it's had the same name since like forever but it's changed like four times and it was like me and her and all of us and then yeah, like, so I met the rest of the guys, and, like, as time went on, we, like, kind of started doing what we're doing. I totally forgot what the question is now. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. There, there, there's so much I'm trying to unpack here. So, for one, yeah, the, sorry. no, it's okay, because uh, you just keep telling so many amazing things. Uh, what, what was the name of the band that you did in middle school? Oh, I don't want to talk about it, dude. I can't oh. say it. Because oh. kids are going to look it up, and then, like, I'm going to be fucked. Like, there's a music video on YouTube, and it's, like, literally the most embarrassing thing that's, like, literally ever happened. Well, here, I, I'll, I'll, I can't I'll, say it. It's okay. I'll, I'll frame it for you in the context, because basically a lot of the stories that people have shared with me in this this show is um, your first band has to have a terrible band name. You have to be... Oh, dude. I mean, this band has a terrible fucking band name, so imagine what the first band was. Oh, yeah, like, so what, this... what was your... What was, so so that that wasn't your first band. What was your band that you kind of you know first like got together with and played with? 
Uh, it was called that. No, that was my first band. I'm saying okay. Code Orange Kids has a terrible band name. No okay. name. So like, <laughs> okay. yeah, like I mean, it's like the worst band name of all time. So like, the band before was even worse. I refuse to reveal the name. That's fine. I can't. I just can't have it. Like I don't. My friends don't even know. There's... I think Code Orange Kids know, but that's like about it. <laughs> There's also a documentary. We made a documentary, dude. Oh, like that's impressive. And it's ter. It's terrible. Like we interviewed our friends. We interviewed our friends and like they would just be like, Oh man, like this blank band is like changed my life and stuff like that. And it's like it's like fucking ridiculous. I don't well, know. I don't but, want anybody to see it. You know, I, okay, but like I said, to be fair is the fact that I mean that sounds like I, I reflect on my time in seventh grade and I, I my brain wouldn't have worked like that. I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to even put together a band in seventh grade because I didn't start playing until I was about like freshman or sophomore year in high school. So like the fact that you were cutting your teeth in seventh grade and doing these sort of, you know, I would never think of like, oh, let's make a documentary on this band. Like, <laughs> really? I mean, that's, that's all I used to think about that's like, pretty, all the time. That's pretty impressive. Like, I, I just, I, you know, ha- it's because Bold in a Bible came out, dude. Come on. Everybody had wanted to do that. <laughs> Dude, like, Bold in a Bible was the fucking shit. You, the fucking Green Day movie? Of course, remember that? of course, of course. Dude, I, I was like, oh, my God. It was like it was like Bold in a Bible, except we were not playing at fucking, what's it called, like, Sheffield or whatever. Right. We were playing at uh, this thing I used to do called the Youth Arts Program Okay. at a okay. uh, church basement. So it so- it sounds like from all of what you're saying, like, so you were, um, you were, you had the idea that like, I really wanted to play in bands, like from a very early age, like what was the, you know, did your parents encourage that or like, were they musicians? Oh yeah. My parents have always been so cool about that shit. Like, uh, I guess the way I came into pop drums was like, we, there was this art school type deal for middle school. Mm-hmm. We had like audition and like basically everybody got in. You still had to audition. So, sure. like, I picked drums. So, like, after that, I don't know, like, I got in that band. Like, the way I got in the first band was this kid came up. He was like, hey, man, like, you like Green Day? I was like, yeah. He was like, you want to be in this band? So, like, from there, it was, like, everything. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, <sighs> that's just, like, yeah, always, always just kind of how it's been. My parents have always just, like, been you know, like do it. They just always let me do it. I mean, they said it was cool for me to quit college to like tour. So, I mean, like super, super supportive, like everything. Um, everybody else's parents are, are cool. They're all pretty like normal parents about it, you know? Yeah. But, uh, well, like, you know, they're like, Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know if you should do this, Joe. Like our bass player, Joe literally used to just come on tours with us. He moved to Philadelphia with us, but he wasn't in the band. He just wanted to come on tours. So, like, he basically quit everything to not even be in the band. Just, like, come on tours. And then, and then we put him in the band. But, like, for a while, he was, like, everybody in this band is, like, just down to do it since day one. Like, that was, like, the goal of doing the band, kind of, in a way, when we didn't even know it was, like, a real goal. It was, like, we are gonna tour and, like, do this. Because, like, all the bands around here are so good and they don't do anything. You know, sure. Like in our in our area, I guess. Yeah, like know. what 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 bands did you guys? Um, you know, did you I guess kind of come up with that you were you know seeing that you said obviously just didn't have the time to dedicate to you know doing what you wanted to do. I guess uh, I, a lot of them are still together, so I don't want to like name drop because I know they're going to listen to this shit. But yeah, like I think I mean on okay on the one hand, the two things that kind of 
influenced me at least to get into like hardcore mm -hmm. from like punk because we kind of went down the road of like being into like green day and stuff and then we got into like warp tour like punk like no effects like sure all that shit and then like it's just kind of slowly like went from that so like i don't know we used to go to shows at this place called the mr roboto project which is like still around in pittsburgh yeah and like the hardcore bands will play and it was always like so like oh my god like you know, it was, it was like kind of nerve wracking because they were all kind of like, mm -hmm. it just felt so different, you know? Right. So like we, there was some, uh, one band in particular, I think the band that's probably like influenced us the most to do what we do in like a positive way mm -hmm. is this band Heartless who are still together. They're on Southern Lord record now, records now, but uh, oh, okay. when we, we first play with them, like I was just kind of like, oh man, like this is way better than what we're doing. <laughs> and like, you know, we kind of shaped around that. I'm like, dude, like, to make a side note, if it wasn't for the bands around here, like there, there's no way. Like every show we played, they would come. Every band would come and say, like, that was so awesome, that was so good, and like we were fucking terrible. Like we were so bad, but like they would just tell us it was good. Like no matter what, so we would be like, man, we're fucking good, you know? Yeah. And, like, like keep going because like, we would have given up. Yeah. Like, uh, and that would have been it because we would have just been embarrassed. But, like they would always come, they would always support us, and like. I mean, Pittsburgh's like really weird in that way. Like, yeah. And it, I'm not, yeah. That, um, no, that, that really, cause I, I mean, I've played, uh, when I toured with my old band, like we went through Pittsburgh a few times and it definitely, it always was a really, really unique vibe. Um, like yeah. just, it, it wasn't so much from like, you know, the amount of kids that came out or whatever, but it was just yeah. a, yeah, it was just a very unique vibe, but that's very <laughs> cool. Like, do you think that, you know, the band, the bands obviously kind of, you know, support each other, be, I mean, or more, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe more Dude, like that's Yeah. That's like kind of like where it's like the thing about Pittsburgh, like that vibe you're talking about. That's, that's really to me weird. There's a couple sides of it always. There's a philosophical scenes and things. The part of Pittsburgh, like hardcore punk that we grew up in is like a lot of the like, quote unquote, let's say bigger, they're not bigger, but they have like names to them. Hardcore bands mm -hmm. just don't play here. So like kids don't, it seems like there definitely are kids who like, especially now, like still follow that stuff. Like, you know how you kind of go to, to, to like a city, like a big city and you'll kind of like, there's, there's trends. Like it's not even like really in a negative way, but people are all kind of like getting on things at the same time. Yeah. It's just like, what's well, literally never like that. Like, cause people, it seemed like didn't even know that shit existed. Mm. Like, so it would just be like bands would try to sound like other local bands. So like it kind of built up, into like like what we sound like is kind of like what pittsburgh sounds like in general i feel like like and it's definitely a different like look on it but like it's sure. a mix of a bunch of different like things and i don't know like it, it's just created like a really different hardcore and punk scene than like other places sure and do you think that uh maybe the fact that people were obviously stoked that you know, younger kids were playing that. Do you think that, that that kind of played into it as well, where it's like they wanted to be supportive because they saw that, you know, younger kids, like, you know, like you said, like, you know, just past middle school and into early high school that were playing this type of stuff. Do you think age had a factor? Oh, uh, I think absolutely. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what they all tell us now. They're like, you know, like, well, they, uh, when I asked them, like, you know, why, like, I remember the first show that really turned us, like, 
we started off playing at this place called Games and At, and when we were playing, like, it was like this games place, and they would let us, like, rent out the, the back room for, like, obscene amounts of money, like, just because there was nowhere else for us to do shows, and, like, they knew that, and they were, like, super old and, like, terrible people, kind of. But, like, you know, like, they, I mean, they were all really nice, but they, so we started doing that, and then we started, like, we, we got asked to play the show randomly. Somebody dropped off. There's this message board called the Roboto board here, mm-hmm. and it's, like, it's kind of like where things kind of happen. So like, I remember messaging somebody on there somehow being like, Oh, I go on the show. And they're like, no, but then they messaged back. They're like, Hey, if you can bring like two half stacks, like you can play the show like first. And it was like a 10 band show. Sure. So we, we got to play and like, yeah, like that was the show that kind of turned it. And like, everybody was just kind of like, man, like it's so awesome. Yeah. Like you guys are so young, like, the young things always, I mean, it seems like, I don't know. Eventually, we just won't be young. That won't happen. But that's like the first thing people like ever say. Basically, is like, you guys are so young. I'm like, I know. And they're like, that's super cool. And I'm like, I know. Like, I I think it's cool. But like, yeah, I don't know. Definitely, the Pittsburgh bands kind of all that was a big part of it. I would say, and they saw like an energy in it. I think because we always had that energy. It wasn't like controlled. I feel like more like how it is now. Uh-huh. It was like really chaotic and weird, and like. Our strings would break and straps would fall off all the time. And stuff. Sure, but like, sure. Yeah, and we play like out of line six like combo amps, but like, yeah, <laughs> it was like, like, got put, put like the distortion button on it or whatever. It sounded like fucking. Uh, there was like a Deftones tone. I know we'd use that sometimes. Sure, so, like, sure. I don't know. Yeah. I'm kind of rambling now, but that's no, no, I no. Do, so. that's, Sorry. dude. It's totally fine. That, that I mean, that's that's where you get the best stories, obviously. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, I I did want to hit on your um, you know so I did want to hit on your parents again as far as the uh, you know yeah. idea that they've obviously always been supportive. So it's like you never had to have that sort of sit down conversation with them where it's just like like hey mom hey dad like I you know I don't want to pursue school any further and I just want to I want to tour and I want to do this. Well, that's not exactly true because like uh, my mom especially really like tries to like. She doesn't really understand, which is like obviously like I mean she understands it seems like a lot more than anybody else, but like she doesn't like she doesn't eat really get it in the way that like so like when the label stuff started coming up, you know what I mean? She was like real like real worried about it and like mm-hmm. wanting to like try to know what's going on. It's like it's I don't know. When I like wanted this kind of just happened like a couple months ago before we left college. So right, exactly. I'm fresh on my memory, but we left college in December. Mm-hmm. So like, and I'm supposed to go back in September, but I don't think I'm gonna. Okay. But yeah, uh, basically, uh, they were just like, uh, I don't know. They knew. Like, I told them when I was going to college, I'm like, I'm going to this, but like, if we get a chance, like, it's not like there's some kind of break you get, but like, if we can just get a little bit, you know, right, right. like, we're gonna leave and we're gonna do it. And they like knew that was just kind of how it was. They didn't know it was gonna be like after the first semester, but right. and now we're just doing it forever. But it seems like, but you know, they, I don't know. The other parents were like, it was rough. Right. It, yeah. it, it was rough and they still, obviously, they, they begrudgingly understand it. Yeah, well, Reba's parents are like unbelievably supportive. Like, well, they first help, they, they just helped us like do so many things. Like, they're still skeptical. Like, sometimes, like, they're like unbelievably supportive in like a lot of ways. Uh, Joe and Eric's parents are both like really great, and but they've always been really skeptical. Yeah. I don't, Eric, I mean, I can talk about Eric's dad. He's like 
hundred years old. So I don't think like he knows yeah. what a podcast is. But like, hell, he he was like, I don't know. Well, honestly, now that I think about it, they were all fucking supportive. They've all let us. Like, I don't want to down. They let us all practice in the, the house. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, none of them have ever been like, you can't do this. You know, this normal skeptical parents stuff. Well, but I, I, I mean, yeah, they've been a great. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it all comes from the fact that it's just like they, you know, parents have the instinct to where it's like they always want something better than they had in their own lives. Um, yeah. So they, they look at it from, you know, you're, you are looking at it from the standpoint where it's like, all right, here's this experience. Cause I did the same exact thing. It's like, I dropped out of school because I mean, I, I had the ability to do it because I found a job that paid me while I went on tour, which is, you know, an ideal scenario, but yeah, <clears throat> it's the idea that, you know, you want to have, an, you want to have an experience. You're like, when am I ever going to be able to potentially do this again? Um, yeah, whereas, totally. whereas parents obviously look at it from the standpoint where it's like, yeah, I understand the experience, but where the hell are you going to potentially make money when you're, you know, 35 years old or whatever? It's uh, like that, yeah, you exactly. know, I mean, we're still figuring that. I mean, like they're, they're going to be, they're always stressed about that shit, you know, like, because like, I mean, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do like at all. Right. Like we're, we're pretty much all just like, I don't know, we're leaving in October and like, I mean, that's basically it. Right. Like uh, for, for, for like a long time. So it's like, yeah, I don't know what, what we're going to do. It's still kind of stress among everybody's parents, but yeah, like honestly, like I, they, what, like you said, like 
it's just a natural way to feel, but like, honestly, not, uh, the more I'm thinking about it now, I haven't really thought about it too much. Like they've all been so helpful. Like Joe's parents have been so supportive. They let us like do a million bands. We did side band stuff all the time in their basement. And we used to practice at Eric's dad's house all the time. And like, they've just kind of let us and help us as much as they can, you know? So I mean, we couldn't really ask for anybody better. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Cause yeah, that is, you know, that's a common theme where it's like, it's just the most difficult conversation that you can have with your parents where it's like, Hey, I'm going to do this because it's a dream. And when am I ever going to do this again? And then they go, yeah, yeah, that, that's cool, but I'm not going to support that. And it's like, Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've, yeah. yeah. We've never, thankfully, I mean, that's come in play in many little ways, but like nobody's ever looked their foot down and said, you know, I'm not supporting this. I think in a lot of different ways, for different reasons for each individual one of us, they've supported us like doing this because of those reasons, because it's either been a way out of other things or because like, you know, like in my parents' case, because they just know that I love to do it. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And kind of hitting on the, uh, the, the, you know, the age tip, like what you're saying, that's basically the first thing that everybody talks about. Um, and, and, you know, you seem to be obviously good natured about it where it's like, okay, like, yeah, you, you know, you embrace that because obviously that is who you are, you know, like you said. Yeah, I am. I mean, like it's sick, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like, (laughs) and does it, and does it feel, um, you know, just because there obviously is more attention that's placed on the band now, you know, does it, does it still feel that like you guys are trying to, you know, figure out what you're doing musically? Like, you know, does, does that whole sort of, dichotomy of like okay yeah you are a young band from like the public's perception but you have been playing with these people you know since early high school so it's you know it's going on four or five years um yeah you just, some of them, yes kind of yeah some of them kind of yeah right right we like to consider it a little short on that just because it's been me and reba for that amount of time that's like, true yeah i don't know Side, but yeah i know it's just yeah I know, but yeah. Yeah, no, no, I understand what you're saying. But um, yeah, so does it, uh, you know, does it feel that, you know, even though you are young, you're like, well, yeah, we are older because we are trying to, you know, like we we are confident in the music that we create, you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It never, when people will say like the stuff about all the young stuff and everything, it people even ask us sometimes, you know, we have like the Tumblr thing now. So people like ask us questions all the time, like, oh, right. does it piss you off when uh, people ask like how young you are all the time? Or someone the other day, like when our, you know, we have that band that just came out on No Sleep Adventures. Yep. And people are like, does it piss you off? Like that all the advertising things are like, this has members of Code Orange Kids. I'm like, like they're trying to like use that. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, no, like that is what we are. We do do. That's fucking awesome. I'm so proud to like, have a friends that like are literally my best friends that I hang out with every single day. And we have two bands that are on like two of our favorite current record labels. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Like why would we want to like hide that or hide like how old we are, you know? Cause yeah. Like, it's it's an advantage, honestly, if anything. It's not, like, a disadvantage. If people want to talk about that shit, like, cool. We're, we've we never, like, based, we're not a gimmick on it. Never have been. We just play, and, like, it is what it is. Like, but, like, you know, if people want to, if that's what they want to talk about, then, like, that's, if they're talking about it at all, that's cool, man. Like, nobody used to talk about it. And <laughs> nobody talks about anybody from around here. And, like, we're just, like, so lucky and so, like, blessed to be, like, getting anybody wanting to like ask us stuff you know so it's like i'm not i don't care what they want to ask us about or write about or whatever like that's all 
Yeah, you're you're like, hey, whatever exposure we can get right now, like that's more more than we had a year ago. Yeah, like I'm, we're not all gonna sit in a fucking crib, you know, like and have like some photographer like dangle something over us or something. Like it's right. not we're not like like gonna like dress up as babies like while we play or anything. But like, which which like, would, which would be a good Halloween costume. It'd be fucking sick. <laughs> and we probably should do that at the fest, which we're playing. Uh, you probably, yeah, you but, probably should. Yeah, we probably should. But like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not. We're not gonna cry on stage or anything. Like, and demand our moms or anything. Like, yeah, you know, like it's just like we're. I don't know. We it is what it is. We are young. We all like being young. Like none yeah. of us really want to be older. Like sure, we just want to be whatever we are. And I don't, I don't feel bad about it at all. I think it's it's cool if people want to talk about that shit. It is. I mean, it gets a little like with specific things, like the way that some people do it is awesome. But the way other people have kind of done it in the little bits of pieces of media shit we've done, it's like sometimes it's kind of like, uh, yeah. Well, but, uh, well, if, if that's if that's like the the sole focus of an interview where it's just like, so how can you do this when you're 19 years old? How can you do it? Yeah. Like, yeah that, you know. Well, I'll just bring up all the bands that were 18 years old who started doing this, like all the bands that we love. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like that's like even just like the most basic one ever, like fucking minor threat and stuff like that. Like, right. I mean, like all those bands were like super young, you know, like not, I'm, there's been tons of bands who are like old that, that started. And, but like, I'm even like fucking, I don't even know. Like any most bands that I can think of that like really influenced us, like uh, has been maybe older than us, but like they've been young and you know like they have that youthful energy and like they care. Like yeah. that's that's the difference, you know. Like we meet so many bands that just don't care, right. and it's because I like, burn out on doing stuff. But like we care, like we like doing this. It's fun. It's awesome. And you know, like I don't know. I think that, like I said, like being young and not having done everything forever is like kind of like an it's totally an advantage you know because we like still really like doing it sure and i i think i think part and parcel of it too is the fact that it just depends on when you get that level of attention because it's like i mean you're you are right in the fact that most bands obviously start in high school and you know because you know you're full of piss and vinegar and you're like you know you're that's yeah. when that's when you're most amped on everything um, yeah. And so, yeah, but then it, it just depends on when that level of attention kind of comes where it's just like, oh, you know, this, you, you discover this band when, you know, most members are in their early 20s or whatever the case may be. And it's like, yeah, yeah it just depends on, the, you know, when you get that sort of attention and obviously how people perceive it and handle it. And it's like, you know, if you're under 20 and, you know, you're already kind of cutting your teeth on touring and recording records and stuff people are like wow they're young and it's like well like you said most people start when they're in high school so <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah exactly and we've we've gotten to go through every stage of this together like every all four of us like have gotten to go through like liking new things and starting uh new stages in life whether it be through like uh music or anything but we've done it all together there's nothing about those dudes that i don't know because i was there so yeah it's like that that's also cool too. It's like since I was fourteen or whatever, fifteen, like I've got to see their musical progression, and I've got to see like uh, everything, you know. So it's like you, it's there's no, it's it's cool to have grown, grown up like together and to be so young because like when, by the time we're like whatever thirty or forty or fifty, it's like I'm gonna know. I know everything about these dudes, you know. It's not like there's no question. I'm not like worried that one of them's gonna like 
do something sketchy or anything because it's fucking not. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Just, well, yeah, you've been. If they did, it'd be idiots. You know, right. it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, because you, you've existed with these people for so long, and that's yeah, you yeah. Know, there is. Who are the, they going to hang out with? Even like, who do we hang out every single day? Like, right. it's like if somebody fucks up, like they're pretty much fucked. Like, I mean, not uh, and you know, and, and I just don't think like that would anybody would do anything like malicious and like that's kind of something that's like. You know, you, you meet a lot of people, like, not just in music, but, like, who you think are really, like, cool, and you look up to them, and then, like, you kind of meet them, and you're like, ah, you know, yeah, they're yeah, kind yeah. of fucking sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, like, like I never, sense. but then I can get back in the van with, like, my dudes, and I don't have some dude sitting there, and I'm like, well, I think you're kind of fucking sketchy, too, but I can't say that shit, you know, like, yeah. like I just know that, I, I know them, you know, it's awesome. Sure, sure. Um and two two last things. One of them could be kind of a, a bigger thing, but I I know, like you okay. said, you mentioned, um, and the reason I bring it up is because I, I personally have a lot of members of my family have battled depression, and you know how. Yeah. I mean, obviously, music is such a uh, cathartic thing for people that do go through that. You know, like are are you actually like medically diagnosed as such, or is it one of those things where it's like, I. I've gone to like therapists and stuff like that. Like, uh, mm. I'm not medically diagnosed because I don't like. I kind of refuse to do it. Okay. But I mean, all the all the signs are there. Problem, but yeah, the signs say I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I've I know I've dealt with like that's what I call it. At least cause I've I've you know dealt with a lot of stuff personally. My grandfather is like uh, medically diagnosed, and he was like committed to suicide stuff a couple years ago. So like, yeah, it's kind of like runs in my family and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so like, it's just kind of been like, yeah, I don't know. That's music for me has been like, I don't know. That's, that's it, it helps. Bal- I write that's the lyrics and everything. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's like that's kind of it's kind of hard being at home sometimes because like you get so used to like being around you people all the time. If we've been for the past six months and like if, even though stuff like gets really hard, it's like they're still there. You know, you're still around people all the time and like mm-hmm. yeah, that's been kind of a a little bit of a, a struggle. And I think all of us are like, I was like half the band that so kind of deals with some of that stuff too. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, I don't know. I've, I write all the lyrics for the band. Like, so it's that, that more even than music. It's like been really helpful to me. Sure. To like get it out there, I guess, whatever, put it on paper. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like put it, it's a cathartic experience, obviously. Definitely. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, kind of, kind of coupling that where, you know, you were just saying where obviously it's like, it's difficult to be home. Like, you know, is that kind of a catalyst for you obviously being like, yeah, it's harder to be home. So I really want to be in a different city every night. Like, do you think it's kind of coupled with that? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. Like, like being, able to like just be in a different place all the time is like it kind of helps you get away from like a lot of the issues that it's not like I come home and I, I mean I love my family I have like a wonderful family it's just like they're stuck inside of me you know that I can kind of get away from whenever I'm with everyone and I can't like when I'm by myself you know what I mean? mm-hmm. so like it's it makes it it makes it easier for sure. You know, it's not, it's not like an escape in a way where it's like, if I was really happy, I would still do this. Cause I just, I love doing it. It's like really fun. It's great. But like, it's, you know, it definitely adds to it. It makes it kind of like a need to do it. So there's no way we're not going to do it. You know what I mean? It's not really a choice. It was, this is my life. This is like how I was born, like hardcore and punk and all that stuff. It's never like, it's not a choice. You know, it's like, it's what connected with me emotionally. And like, it's just how it's, it's who I am. Like that's my life now. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. And then, um, 
Two two last things before I uh, wrap it up. One of them is, okay. uh, you know, I, I kind of liked it, especially because you know you haven't had, you know, you're younger than me, and you haven't had <laughs> these uh, bevy of experiences to kind of like draw upon. What uh, what's, yeah. what's been the most besides obviously like working with Death Wish and you know No Sleep yeah. with Adventures? Um, what's been kind of the uh, weirdest thing that you have felt sort of like out of body experience with the band, where it's just been like, dude, I can't believe that we get to you know do this because of this. Like, I never thought that that would happen. Dude, so many, everything that happens, like every single time, like, like every single time it's like, like we're about to go to Europe next week with the feeder right. for like three weeks. I'm like, what? Like, right. Like, there's no way. Like I saw the feeder a couple years ago and like, you know, like, that was a big deal to me. When we went on tour with you, say more of the feeder, I was like, dude, when a couple years ago, that's like a losing sleep, losing friend shit. That was my Facebook about me, man. Like, that was some real shit. <laughs> and they're just awesome. like, what are you talking about? I was like, I don't know. I got to go. Yeah. Like, dude, like, you know, like, dude, like that, when those records, like when that first the feeder record came out and like, that that uh that first t-shirt record or whatever they like it was just a couple of years ago but like that was like it was a big deal for all of us you know we like loved the records and like uh you know uh i don't know like it's everything like getting to do that tour we're like working with like uh spoken agent dude who like works with all these bands that we love and like he's he, it's, it's just cool like everything you know the europe shit yeah. any tours we're talking about we're doing some tours in the fall uh, I'm not like not gonna say shit about, but I'm just like, yeah. wow, that's like crazy. Like, sure. It's like super cool to like be able to play with bands. So like, I have seen so many fucking times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, people playing this is hardcore. Like that's I'm playing with like fucking negative approach and like in my <laughs> eyes and like grill biscuits and like fucking lifetime and four punch and it's like it's like what? Like it's and fucking ugh, it's crown of thorns, man. Even the fucking crown of thorns. Like that's crazy. Like I'm playing a show with crown of thorns. Like I know that's like that's I don't know if that's like people's come to like we love like all kinds of hardcore and like all kinds of punk music and to just be able to play with all these different kinds of bands and it's like hard and to not be really pigeonholed as I think because we do play with like people when people see it's like you know like Christ bands and we do play with like hard bands so like you know it's like it's cool it's like everything is a surreal experience and sure. you know as i think it will be always hopefully yeah that's no, the best dude, part keep yeah that obviously you got to keep that uh childlike wonder um because yeah. that, you know once once you uh i think a mistake or just something that happens with age and certain people where it's like once you i guess expect things to happen that's when yeah that's when it obviously becomes less fun like you know when you don't have to worry about kids coming to the show um, that that's when you kind of like lose that perspective. And I mean, yeah, I mean that, that kind of, it, we, uh, speaking of surreal experiences, that was one, like in a way where it, it didn't like, it, it wasn't like on a huge show or anything. So it didn't like lose a percent, but like, dude, when we were on that two shade tour, like it was like kids are coming to this shit, like whatever. Like that, that was like, honestly, like that was, that was kind of cool just cause that was the only time it ever happened. Like I did not have to like think like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Cause it was like, kids are going to come to this show to see this band. It's like insane. We are going to get to play to a bunch of kids for the next like three weeks. And like, I don't really have to worry about it. And that was surreal. Cause that was awesome. Yeah. So I wasn't stressing every single second. Like I was when we did the one with Xerxes or did the one with full of hell who are both like amazing bands, but like, you know, two, two shows kind of like broke that, uh, yeah. that, you know, that point. And that's like, awesome. They're amazing dudes. Like that's great. But like, yeah, it's just, that was surreal. Just like playing those shows and like, 
nobody was that worried about it. You know what I mean? Like that was normally like the main focus of like my worry in general, like for tours. But like, so it's like, yeah, I mean, and it's like not a ton of kids game. It's like, whatever, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. That was really cool. That was surreal. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And kind of to to wrap things up, just on a, a, a side note, based on the uh, you know obviously like you mentioned once in the interview with Adventures, um, yeah, I think it's uh, like when Chris from No Sleep first played that for me as well. Um, it, it's just so funny because obviously the style that Code Orange Kids plays is you know it could be considered a throwback in some way, shape, or form, and like obviously um, it shows influences beyond you know you being a quote unquote young band. Um, yeah. and adventures is exactly the same thing, except completely different musically. Um, so it's just, you know, cause people could compare it to a lot of stuff that was happening, you know, whatever in the, the mid nineties emo, uh, explosion. And, um, it, you know, it's just, it's just kind of funny. So like, obviously adventures kind of explores a different side of you musically and the same yeah. sort of idea where you are hearkening back to influences that might not have been, you know, might be overlooked by a lot of kids that are younger dude yeah like for for adventures i can kind of speak on that for both bands like for adventures it's like you know we love the all the current bands are like awesome they're great but like you know we want to make a band that sounded like knapsack and like that sounded like kind of like texas the reason or kind of sounded like fucking you know even like jawbreaker or something like that you know like we like that's as much as like we love current bands like that is kind of honestly that's not as interesting as like trying to pull influences from like uh fucking i don't even know like fucking university club like anything like and just like try to put it all into something that sounds fresh and kind of like sounds new you know even right. though it's like it's us doing it. and like same thing with like Conan's kids like we write parts like we're thinking like it's it's not like we're like oh we're gonna make this sound like this band but it's like yeah like i dude i kind of want this song to sound like fucking it's here we're going or like i want this song to sound like burn like you know like it doesn't yeah, i don't know it's kind of like sure. i don't know yeah like with 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 all that stuff it's kind of we try to pull everything you know but like we also all all listen to like current bands like all the time you know like yeah. one of my favorite bands that like adventures takes influence from is like tiger straw and like we met those guys and like they were like the one of the coolest bands we ever met you know and uh like so just being able to pull like you know stuff from everywhere is like that's part of why i think like our two bands i mean at least in my heart in my opinion like have something a little bit different and like a little bit special that hopefully like people will or will not like catch on to but i know it's there you know i know that we draw from different places than a lot of other bands you know especially our age so yeah i I think you know like just to kind of wrap it all up the I think, you know, what, what gets me stoked on this is because like, you know, you look at the, the attention spans of kids that are into independent music. Like, you know, I just recently, like, I mean, I went to Warp Tour yesterday. So it's like, oh, know, shit. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's, cause it's, I don't know. That's cool though. Yeah. Yeah. So it's always an interesting experience for me. I usually, well, I, I always go for work in some way, shape or form. So, but yeah. it, it, you know, granted that's of course, as I guess was quote unquote, as mainstream as it gets, as far as independent music is concerned, but you know, the youth culture, pop culture, like all of that that's wrapped up within independent music. Like, you know, the idea is that once you hit a certain age, you're supposed to get out of it. Um, but yeah. you know, it's, I look like referencing myself where it's like, you know, I'm 31 years old, but I can listen to a band like adventures and code orange kids and be excited about it because 
not only is it current enough for kids that are fans of bands that are current, but also people like myself that have, you know, experienced other bands, like the, everything that you're citing, his hero's gone, burn, et cetera, et cetera. That stuff that's like still meaningful to me, but obviously yeah. meaningful to you as well. And it's just, it's great. That combo makes me so excited. So, you know, bands like balance and composure, title fight, like all that stuff. Is... Dude, those bands rule. Like it's, it's exactly like that's, that's amazing. Like that, like if, and, and if that's like, if that's the case, like if, if I can't be into punk and hardcore when I'm like 30 or 40, whatever, then I'm fucked. Like, that's just what I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's at one of those points where it's like, I've re I know that I'm only 19 years old, but there's things in life that, you know, like, you know, this is something that I'm going to be a part of, you know, forever. Basically, mm -hmm. Like I'm going to be tall and weird and skinny forever. Yeah. And I'm going to like hardcore and punk and shit forever. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, it is what it is, you know, yeah. like, and like, I, the, I think that that's the great thing about punk hardcore and about bands. Like, you know, like, like you were saying, title fight and not the pleasure. And like, it's, we, they might be on Wolftober. They aren't that. You know what I mean? Like they aren't that culture that's trying to force you to be done with something at a certain age or force you to like be this, like those bands are like punk bands, like real punk bands, you know? Sure. And like kids see, can see that you can see it on their faces. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and I hope that people feel that way about us, you know? But yeah, no, yeah. dude, that's the, Hey, that, that is a goal. And that's a, even though this is, this could be considered a trend now where it's like, there's obviously younger bands that are playing sort of older ish style music, but it, dude, it's a, it's a trend that I want to see continue to happen because it's like, it forces kids that might only be into the most current stuff to like look backwards, which is obviously what keeps the culture moving forward in general. And you can tell that that's those bands goals, especially like just, I'll just keep using those bands as an example because they're easy, like title yeah. fight. Like the, you know, title fight, like from what I understand, I don't know title fight at all, mm. but like from what I understand, like, you know, they are trying to like further that and push that in a way. And like, you see most of the time, like, and this is just subtle, but like even just the shirts, those, those guys wear something like that, you know, like yep. it, it definitely exposes kids that, uh, especially cause they are playing with popular type music. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it exposes kids to like, look at that and be like, Oh man, I should fucking listen to quicksand. You know yeah. what I mean? Or I should listen to youth uh, today or like whatever. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. That's really cool. And if it's a trend, then like, all right, whatever. Like who cares? Like people who say that shit, it's like, it doesn't, it's just none of that shit matters. It's yeah. like everybody should just do it. You know, just do what you like, do whatever. And yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I wanted to thank you, Jamie, for wanting to hang out and uh, thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun because obviously you'll be doing a lot of interviews over the course of the next uh, you know year or so, and uh, yeah, I hope this will start you off on the right foot. So because you'll be answering a lot of the same questions, dude. So how's your new record? How's this? How's that? <laughs> Let me just say it's awesome. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say every single time. Dude, did you see? Uh, did you see? There was like a dude Lamb gonna fucking hated this shit, but like there was a press release thing for like the recording or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know why, but I, whoever I was talking to, I, was, I just said shit's gonna be buck. Oh yes. And that went in the thing. Yeah. Which is cool, but like everybody's like, do they think they are? Like shit's gonna be. I was like, I don't know, man. That's just like I just say that shit. I don't like it is. It's gonna be awesome. If I didn't think it was gonna be awesome, then I wouldn't fucking do it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. that would be super embarrassing. No, <laughs> like, no, totally. So I don't, dude. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's it, it's it's perfect. The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Trust me in saying that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all of the difference. 
That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah! So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings.